You are listening to the Teaching Little Brains podcast with Sarah Nikaruk, episode 17. Hello, teacher brain. Today we are talking all about our feelings. I want you to think about something that you want most in life. Is it money, accolades, an achievement, a life partner, a new job, to lose weight, a certain home, a pet? And then think about why. Why do you want that money or that person in your life or that job or the home? And I'll give you a hint. It has to do with your feelings. Everything we do in life is either to feel a certain feeling or avoid a certain feeling. <clears throat> so think about it. If it's more money that you're, that you're wanting, why? It's not about the money. It's about the feeling you think having the money will bring you. When we think, when I have more money, I'll feel secure or happy or free. Or if I just had a partner to share things with, I wouldn't feel so lonely, depressed, or empty. It's this trap. It's this I'll be happy when perpetual unicorn chasing cycle. Because let me tell you, my friend, Feelings are not the result of the things we have or the circumstances we're in. If you've been paying attention to what I've been teaching you in the past 16 episodes, you know that your feelings are caused by one thing and one thing only, your thoughts. And what are your thoughts? They're just sentences in your mind. So our thoughts create our feelings and then our feelings drive our actions, which get our results. So hang on to that for later because there's going to be a quiz. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but keep that in your mind. That our feelings drive our results to get our feelings drive our actions that get our results. So what are feelings? Feelings are just vibrations in our body. That's it. Anger is a vibration. You recognize it by the physiological response you have, the clenching of the jaw, the tightening of your insides, uh, maybe some heat flushing in your cheeks. That is how anger vibrates in your body. Nervousness might vibrate as like butterflies in your stomach, sweat in your hands or armpits, accelerated heart rate. Feelings or emotions are just vibrations in our bodies. And we are forever in pursuit of the vibrations that we desire and forever trying to avoid the undesired vibrations. And why? So remember, your brain is always working to keep you safe. It does this by continually scanning your environment for the threats to your survival, real or imagined. So in past day, the threats were real, like a tiger in the bushes. And in present day, they are more like perceived threats or at least not immediately life-threatening, like maybe like public speaking, um, parking ticket, performance appraisals, etc. But your brain does not know the difference. It only reacts to the neural response, the chemicals released, um, and the cues. It cues the things that you that you tell it repeatedly, so it responds to those. Anyway, okay, I'm going to stretch your mind for a second. So think of the worst emotion you could feel. I know this is a bit dark, but I promise to bring you back in the light in a few minutes. <laughs> so what is it? What's the worst emotion you can imagine feeling? Horror? Panic? Terror? 
grief, helplessness? And what's the vibration in your body that that feeling brings? So I'm going to go with terror here because that's, for me, the worst. And I already know the thoughts that cause it around my worst fear. It's the thing that jolts me awake in the middle of the night in panic. Someone has come into my house and taken my daughter. And oh my God, I can feel it right now. I don't even like saying it out loud, but it's like my Voldemort fear of the name begets fear of the thing itself. So here I can already feel the tightness in my chest, the pit in my stomach, the whizzing in my brain, my breath quickening, my eyes darting and watering, like terror, panic, fear. And actually something interesting, all feelings, you know, we have this huge range of like feelings in our human experience. They all stem down to two base emotions. Any guesses what they are? Love and fear. That's it. Love and fear. All other emotions are derivatives of either love or fear. And actually fear is really just the absence of love. So like happiness and gratitude, loving what is. Excitement, love of a projected or anticipated future. Anxiety is just fear of an unknown and imagined future. Anger is fear of the loss of control and so on. And when we are stripped down to like our DNA cellular level, our our energy, our vibration, um, we are all love. That is our base human vibration is love. Okay. So here I am in terror with my tightness in my chest, the pit in my stomach, the whizzing in my brain, my breath quickening, my eyes darting and watering. Then what? That's it. That's the worst thing that can happen. And incidentally, here's how you know that it's your thought that creates your feeling and not the circumstance or situation, because thankfully, my daughter is playing happily with her daddy and completely oblivious to my inner terror. She's right there, like 20 feet away, and yet I am in terror with all these vibrations. So now my inclination right now is to head back into the light, to pull myself out of terror or whatever negative emotion you went with and to ease your emotion and vibrational anguish and to draw your attention to the bright side. And this is what I want us to focus on today. So if you're a parent, you probably have caught yourself thinking and or saying, um, I just want my kids to be happy. We kind of feel like saying that out loud makes us like good parents. We feel that it's the right thing to say. And we feel pain when our children feel pain. And if you don't have children, you may have thought this for yourself or another loved one. I just want them to be happy. I just want to be happy. You just want to help them avoid pain in their lives. It feels noble and admirable and kind to wish only good things, only positive experiences, only happy times. But here's the thing. Life is 50-50. If you only hold space for the positive, happy, pain-free experiences, then you are only willing to really live half your life. Now, what I want for you and what I want for the little brains in our lives instead is to give you and them the tools to help, like, yes, enjoy the happiness, delight, and positivity, and have the tools to manage the other 50% of life, the pain, the grief, the anxiety, the fear. Because here's the thing, we are designed to be able to feel 
any and all feelings in the human experience. Our bodies can handle the vibration of the full spectrum of emotions. So feeling a feeling cannot kill us. You will not die from feeling a feeling. What is killing us collectively is the resistance of feeling our emotions. So the more we resist negative emotions like stress, for example, which is like the worst, the more it seeps into our being, affects our mental and physical health. It gets stuck in our systems, in our meridians, they're called. And like everything is energy, us, our thoughts, our cells, our emotions, we're all energy. When energy gets stuck, it creates disease, dis-ease, disease. In trying to avoid certain feelings, we actually bring more of it because what we resist persists, what we focus on grows, where our mind goes, our energy flows. And if you're into manifestation, which I mean, everybody is into it technically because it's brain science or universe science, like quantum physics, it's happening whether you believe it or not. But I mean, if it's something that you're actively learning about or practicing, then you know that what that we can only attract in our lives what matches vibrationally with the energy in our bodies. So in resisting stress, your body and brain, you're, you hold on to it. They're holding on to it in your subconscious. And so you're vibrating stress and, and, and also in your auto, autonomic nervous system. And so you end up attracting more stress because that is the vibration you are emitting out into the universe. So in order to keep our bodies and minds in alignment and keep our energy flowing to help us keep us healthy, we need to learn how to allow our feelings, feel them, lean into them and release them so that our brains and bodies fully let go and we don't store them for us in our background. And feeling our feelings, noticing, naming, experiencing the vibration is how we do that. It's how we can let go and move on. So the good news is that most feelings with practice come and go in a matter of minutes. So some linger, and especially at first, and especially at 3 a.m. when you wake up and, well, at least when I wake up and have to pee because I'm 43 now and that's what life has gifted me. Thank you very much. And I wearily think um, of passing the mirror <laughs> and then terror grips me. And I am convinced, like 100% convinced that the watcher in the woods is definitely a documentary of my life and not a fictional Disney movie that scared the bejeebus out of me when I was seven years old. Okay, so I asked you to hang on to a tidbit earlier. Do you remember what it was? We know that our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings do what? drive our actions, right? So when I wake up at 3am having to pee, I think of passing the mirror and panic, heart racing, eyes wide open, belly butterflies, all the things. What is my action or inaction? So I try to talk myself down. I logically explain away my feelings, also known as resisting my feelings. And I am certainly not going to go to the bathroom, or at least not while Brian is asleep beside me, because the mirror is in there and there is definitely a girl behind it in a white dress and a blindfold with her arms outstretched to me crying, help me, help me. Ugh. The more I try to resist having to pee, the worse I have to go. See how that happens? So now... Uh, 
just to add to this, I have had kidney stones before. And if you haven't, thank your lucky stars. And you write that shit in your gratitude journal every day. <laughs> and if you have, you know what I'm talking about. So anyway, I say, I say that I just, you know, just to let you know that there is an added level to my night terror, because if I didn't relieve my bladder, I know what the consequence is. So fear vibration leads to action or inaction in this case my action is and like we have an ensuite okay so it's like attached to the bedroom it's not like i'm passing dark closets and hallways and corners on my way plus my side of the bed is closest to the washroom it's about mm, 10 step journey but in my mind at 3 a.m oh boy <laughs> so i wake up brian <laughs> like uh, okay, I don't fully wake him up. Just a little nudge, so I know he's conscious enough to hear me scream. Should I need his help? Yep. Did I mention I still sleep with my baby blanket? Yep. You're learning all the things about me today. It's like when Bruce Willis ha was on Friends, and he's dating Rachel, and she wanted him to open up and be vulnerable and share his feelings, but like once he started, he couldn't stop crying. Like he said, once the floodgates are open, it's hard to close them. <laughs> Apparently, I'm feeling brave and open today which is driving my action to overshare. <laughs> okay, are you still with me? Where was I? All right, okay, so how do we get these undesired feelings to pass? Feelings, when we observe them with curiosity, not judgment, and when we notice and name what is happening in our bodies as a result, come and go in just a few minutes. And somehow they become like not such a big deal. When you name the emotion out loud, this is fear. My heart is beating faster. I feel a knot in my stomach. My pits are getting sweaty. Not such a big deal. You're curious. You're like a fascinated scientist studying some interesting being or phenomenon. But here's the thing. We know that it's our thoughts that create our feelings. So we need to monitor and notice those as well. Now, sometimes it's hard to notice our thoughts because this event, like situation, thought, feeling, action, response, all happens in like a split second. Like we can track it on a brain scan because we have the technology to pick up that speed. But um, so if the thought and emotion combination have repeated enough over time, then that becomes automated as a belief in your subconscious, which makes your decisions and drives your actions without you even being consciously aware of it. So it happens even faster, right? So let's say you're driving along with your kid in the front seat beside you and someone cuts you off or a dog runs out in the middle of the street. What happens? You slam on the brake and you thrust your arm across the passenger um, side to protect them from smashing their face on the dashboard. You didn't have to consciously think about that decision, thankfully, because that would take way too much time and brain energy. Your subconscious belief that it's your job to protect your child or passenger made the, made the decision for you, which caused your arm to thrust across in front of them and your foot to sla slam down on the brake hard. And not to get off on a tangent here because we talked about beliefs in episode 16, but that belief that it's your job to protect your passenger was likely picked up from your observation of others. Maybe your parent doing the same thing for you or another front seat passenger when you were young. Um, anyway, the point is our thoughts happen so quickly sometimes unconsciously 
that it can be tricky to catch them. So it's often easier to catch your feelings because we can feel them in our bodies. And then we work back to find the thought or that sentence that caused the feeling. And sometimes even our feelings escape us. So we might notice an action and think, hold on, why am I acting like this? Or why am I doing that? Or how did my hand get into the bag of peanut M&Ms again? (laughs) Have you ever caught yourself in that conundrum? Yeah, me neither. Anyway, in that moment, we can stop and trace backward on our neural pathway. Oh, I'm doing X because I'm feeling Y. But why am I feeling Y? Oh, because I'm thinking Z. So once you get to the thought level, you have more control. You can tap into your conscious thinking human mind, aka the prefrontal cortex, and cognitively choose a thought that serves you more. That thought will create a new feeling, which will have a different action or inaction and get you a different result. Now, the trick is to think of the result that you want and then work your way back to the thought you'd have to have in order to trigger that chain of events. Again, it's not about resisting the negative emotion. We have to work through that first. It's like the bear hunt. You can't go over it. You can't go under it. You have to go through it. You have to sit, notice, name, feel, let go, and then choose a new thought, one that serves us, one that will heed the results that you want. Because here's the thing, emotions are just vibrations. We talked about that. We are, if we are willing to sit through a vibration in our body, then we can move forward toward the result that we want. The crazy thing is that we get so scared of this vibration that we let it stop us from having or doing the things that we want in life. Isn't that insane when you think about it like that? Like, I want to buy this big house but I can't do that. Well, why not? Well, because I'm just too scared of what my family will think. First of all, you don't even know what your family will think. You may think you know, you may feel like you know for sure, but you don't really know what's happening inside their brains. And what is fear? A vibration. We just went over this. And we even went over what it feels like. Some butterflies, maybe some sweating, increased heart rate, maybe your face scrunches up. And that's what we're going to let stop us from having what we want. Some face scrunching and a bit of sweating. Like, isn't that insane? Like, that's insane. I hope that offered you a bit of perspective shift because that blew my mind and life, for that matter, wide open. Okay, so let's review. There are situations or circumstances in our lives. They are neutral. We have thoughts about them. Those thoughts, which are sentences in our minds, create emotions. We spend our whole lives chasing the emotions we want and avoiding those we don't want. Emotions are just vibrations in our bodies. When we try to resist the negative emotions and vibrations that come, as a result of our thoughts, they return again and again and again, and they bring friends who frolic in our brain, attracting more of what we don't want, often without us even realizing it. But life is 50-50. If we want to live a full life, we need to embrace all our human emotions and learn to release the unwanted emotions healthily. 
The way to release unwanted feeling is to sit with it and allow it. Name your emotions. Describe what is happening, the vibration in your body when you're experiencing that emotion. Then find the sentence in your mind that's causing that vibration. And you're going to want to connect it to a circumstance or a situation that's happening outside of you. But we know that nothing outside of us causes our emotion. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, you think it's because report cards are due, you have to clean out your classroom, we don't know what September is going to look like, you have to get care for your kids so you can go into the school in the first place, all circumstances. Your thought is, there is too much to do, this is too overwhelming, there's too much coming at me at once. That causes your feeling of overwhelm. Sit with it. Notice it with curiosity and fascination, not judgment. Describe it. Once it releases its hold on you, choose a different sentence to repeat in your brain to bring on a feeling that you do want. We can't move on to affirmation and positivity while negative feeling is still having its heyday. Now, after you've experienced it, you can still hold on to that negative thought if you don't want to let it go because you've now brought it into your conscious mind and you're thinking about it consciously. Okay, that's different than just letting it have its heyday. But understand firstly that it's completely your choice to hold on to it. Every thought you think is a choice. The thing is, if you don't make that choice using your conscious brain, your subconscious brain will take over unsupervised, like a toddler with a knife. <laughs> so use your thinking brain and choose. And secondly, you can still introduce the positive thought too. So you can allow your, yourself to feel both. Hold on to the negative thought if you can't let it go right away, but with the other one too, and give them at least equal airtime. So there's too much to do, and there isn't that much to do. Or if that doesn't feel true to you right away, it's too far of a reach. You can bridge it with something like, I can do one thing right now. Right now, I can get a cardboard box. That thought will lead to a feeling of confidence. And notice what happens in your body when you feel confident because it's completely doable for you. And then you'll do it and boom, your brain gets a hit of dopamine and serotonin, which elevates your mood, motivates you to do the next thing. And before you know it, your report cards are done, your classroom is cleared out, and you're strutting around like you own the place. <laughs> okay, um, how are you feeling right now? In one word. So remember our emotions, we describe them in one word. What is your main feeling right now? And how do you know that's your feeling? That's a very teachery question, but what's happening in your body? Describe it. Go through that exercise throughout the day and see what your top three feelings are. So that is key to knowing what's happening in your brain when your sub, what your subconscious programming is. Okay. I hope you found this interesting and informative. Um, I find it fascinating. And as always, when I learned all this, my thought was, I wish I had learned this in school. This should be a course that everyone has to take before they graduate. And how can I use this with the teachers and students so that they don't grow up looking back and thinking that same thing? 
But the key takeaway I hope you leave with today is that your emotions are just vibrations in your body. Please, please, please do not let a vibration stop you from having the life you want. All right. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. I would greatly appreciate it if you could take a minute to write me a review for the podcast and maybe share it with a friend or two or a hundred. And remember, teacher brain, you are the thinker of your thoughts. You are in control of your brain. You can choose the thoughts that serve you to get the life you want. You have been listening to the Teaching Little Brains podcast with Sarah Nickerak. Thank you again for joining me today. Have a wonderful week. Bye for now.